Alrighty, howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and uh, I'm here with Montana Lane. Howdy. And uh, Montana, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Tell them about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Montana Lane. I am a singer-songwriter currently local to the College Station area. Um, came up here for school in 21, and uh, yeah, now I'm just kind of pursuing music. My original hometown is a very small town of Type, Texas. Uh, um. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I can guarantee you probably haven't heard of that in, nope. unless you rodeo and you dr- have driven through it. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm from originally. It's uh, kind of funny. I always like to say that we, um, in type, we uh, couldn't come up with a population sign, so we uh, went and stole a down marker from the local high school <laughs> to keep track. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh yeah, that's uh, that's that's about it for me. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into a lot more details here in a little while, but as far as introductions go, that about covers it. Well, yeah, man. And um, what is it that really made you or inspired you to really want to become a musician, make you get into music? Oh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's really funny. I actually uh, started playing drums whenever I was old enough to walk, and. Uh, <laughs> I've just had a bug in my ear for music ever since then. I took right. piano lessons whenever I was in third grade, um, and then I played the trumpet for a little while in uh, in middle school, and started playing guitar in middle school too. So I started playing guitar, like I said, for girls, and then I realized whenever I got to college, it's uh, a lot more useful for free beer. <laughs> so putting it putting it to work, oh, yeah. <laughs> putting it to good use. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> But, um, so, what's your favorite part of, of creating that music, of creating music? Ah, oh, man, that's, that's a hard question. I have to say it's um, probably going to be like the sandbox aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, man, I can't remember. I think it was, uh, I think it was Aaron, I can't ever remember his last name. Uh, he, wrote, uh, he wrote a lot of songs for George Strait, but... It'll, it might come to me here in a minute. <laughs> Anyways, he said that, uh, you know, songwriting and, and making music is is really neat because it's art. And um, much like in painting and any other type of, like, visual art, uh, the, the paper is your canvas. And you right. really get to, you know, everybody's writing their, uh, their own true stories, however yeah. they may be. And... Um, it's just a really cool aspect of I can make this story anything I want to make it. You know, nobody has to know the the whole truth. <laughs> can, uh, and and the other aspect of it is is how the story changes when it hits the listener's ears. Right, because everyone, mm-hmm. it, I guess, like a song can kind of have a different meaning to every single person. Whereas Absolutely. you might have wrote it thinking about one thing, someone else yeah. hears it and they're yeah. they've got a whole different idea. Absolutely, and that's kind of like, I'll tell anybody, you know, I don't write the songs, I'm a vessel, I'm a very, very um, spiritual person, Right. Um, I'm, I'm very Christian, and I, I tend to, um, tend to kind of negate any, um, any credit that I can receive <laughs> to, uh, to God, because I, like right. I said, I'm, I'm just the vessel, you know, I'll be laying in bed at 2 a.m., and, and a song comes to me, I'll write it down, uh, or if I'm driving, or whatever it may be that's just kind of that's where my inspiration comes from and i i give full credit to uh to god on that one it's it's not me right i just on. get to sing him yeah and uh you know it's pretty nice god doesn't ask you for for <clears throat> um, 
credit. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> no no he, royalties there. <laughs> no, he doesn't ask, but it's always good to give credit where credit's due, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what would you say is the the hardest part of being a musician? Is it is it coming up with the new music or trying to perfect your music? Um, is it the performing, the travel, or something else, or any kind of combination of those? Oh man, um, performing's the that's the cool part. That's the that's the right. gift you get for all the the work you put in behind the scenes. Um, as a as a new artist, because I'm you know we're me and my band the Brazos Line we're we're pretty. Uh, pretty new on the scene so it's right. really like right now the hardest part is making a name and uh having to utilize the tools that we're given access to to make <laughs> that name because right. we're all i mean all my guys we're just broke broke blue collar boys so <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm a diesel mechanic here at texas a&m that's what i do for a living oh, okay um, right now but um you know it's getting the getting the free time to rehearse for shows it's getting studio time um, the, the hardest part right now for us is being able to afford to get into a studio. <laughs> so, you <laughs> no, know, yeah, and then uh, cheap to do all that stuff. <laughs> right, right. So, and then that too, and and uh, being able to get a time together that we can get in the studio, um, just to be right. able to get music out to bring people in to shows, because a lot of people might not know that that's where you make your money you don't you don't make a lot of money off of streaming or anything like that yeah you have to you have to be really big on the streaming side to get to get any kind of royalty from that 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 means anything but the shows is where you make your money shows merch sales you know that whole side of things is is what really drives our ability to continue to make music yeah, to have the the cash flow to be able to keep, yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not cheap. It, <laughs> it is <No>. not cheap. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, who who are some of your biggest influences and some of your favorite artists right now, as well as influences maybe from past musicians? Oh, man. <clears throat> I pull from everywhere. <laughs> right. I, I pull from, from, like, anywhere you can think of, and sometimes you don't even realize it. We, uh... We wrote a song. My dad helps me a lot with the uh, songwriting, and he um, he also plays bass for me. So, oh, that's it's a, cool. It's a big time family affair there, but um, <laughs> family business. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> you're right. We were we were sitting down the other day, and I had written a song, or I guess we had written a, a chorus to a song we're working on, and um, we got through the chorus, and I got the melody put together for it, and got the chord progression and the rhythm got everything sorted and i played through it and i was like this sounds real familiar and um <laughs> so we we I, I sat there and thought about it for probably an hour and then something clicked in my head and i realized that we had used we had stolen the melody from a from a oh ain't no rest for the wicked <laughs> i was like man but um but the other cool thing that that I was kind of like I was saying earlier is it's a sandbox, so um, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can change whatever aspect of it you want to change to to make it kind of resemble another song, but not not copy it enough. For, <laughs> not directly copy. <laughs> yeah. No, you want to change it enough to not get sued, but. <laughs> um, well, no, and I'm sure that's hard because you you sit there and you're coming up with stuff. You're like, oh, this sounds cool. And you're like, oh wait, yeah. it's already out there. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the one good. of the oh one of the first songs I ever wrote. I think I was like 15, uh-huh. and um, I was like, I was. It was in the first group of songs I ever wrote. I should say because I, had, I had written um, 
probably two or three at the time, but uh, I, was, <laughs> I was writing one song, and then I, I kind of backed up, and I played it again for my dad, and he was like, you know that you rewrote a Brad Paisley song, right? That's all you did? And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's definitely tough. But I say, like, as far as influences go, like like I said, I pull from all over the place, but uh, you can definitely hear a lot of a lot of Texas influence um, right. from some of the, the bigger Texas guys. like, And you can really tell who I was listening to heavier. I've, I've been seriously writing songs for about a year now. Mm-hmm. And you can you can hear how my music taste has kind of changed and really what Spotify's <laughs> told me to listen to um, uh, throughout that whole writing process because you can hear Zach Bryan in some of my earlier songs you can hear mm-hmm. a lot of Flatland in, in some of the middle songs and right now I'm trying to branch out and kind of dip into the older country like George Jones John Conley that that era right um, I know that I got I've gotten Conway Twitty before out of one of the one of my songs that's out right now Hey Darling. Uh, somebody somebody said it reminded them of Hello Darling and I was like well I don't I think that might just be the title but um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely not even close to similar um, mm. as far as melody goes or even storyline but um, <laughs> yeah no I just try to pull from from as many influences as I can because uh, you know they you hear all the time well the song's already written <laughs> you know um, and that's just kind of that's another thing that that is uh, a challenge as well as an enjoyment as a songwriter is um, is uh, finding new ways to say stuff that's already been said. Right. <laughs> kind of trying to put your own spin on... Because cause there's so many songs out there. It's like, well, let's write a song about this. But, you know, there's already... You'd be like, well, there's already so many songs like that. You right. want to be original. But it right. also you also want to make something that's going to resonate with people too. So it's yeah, kind of hard absolutely. to find that balance, I guess. Absolutely. And it's a lot of using new, um, like new lingo and new wording. Right. Um, that's that's a little more modern than what we would have used, you know, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and and new references to situations that have happened or <laughs> or um, trends that are going on. That which is also a reason that um, "Hey Darling" exists was it was written off of a based on a TikTok trend. <laughs> <laughs> It really was. Oh, it was that's funny. Awesome. Uh, I had a, I have like, you know, all my family listen. I've got a big family, um, mm-hmm. extended wise. I only have two older sisters, but um, as far as extended family goes, we got a lot. And uh, <laughs> it was, I got so many texts and phone calls going, "Who's darling? Who's darling? Nobody, <laughs> nobody's darling." Yeah, that's that's the key. Is yet. Um, but uh, they they were like, "So where where like who'd you write it about?" And I said. Every girl on TikTok that is posting this exact video, um, <laughs> which it wasn't like, it, you know, I, it seemed, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, I seem annoyed by it, but also, like, that trend exists for a reason, and yeah. you want to you wanna completely understand the reason, and I did, because um, <laughs> I still, I, I was raised very, very Southern gentleman, and um, just kind of hate the way that culture has gone. Yeah. With, uh, with dating and, and the way that we treat women and, and the way that we get It's treated, tough. I'm glad I'm you know. done with it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just no. got married recently. Be, be, congratulations, <laughs> but, dude. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I just, I hate the way that that's gone and, like, the whole, like, hookup culture thing and yeah. and the way that the way that dating is viewed these days just really makes you want to um, just not even try. And so, <laughs> yeah, that was... It, it's tough out there. <laughs> my, 
one of one of the introductions I use for that specific song is you know it's um, I I feel like I was placed here as a songwriter to um, to give girls these days hope that they will find <laughs> a guy like me you know and, I, and that's not <laughs> yeah. like not like a cocky thing but like the way that I write that's you know we're out there <laughs> yeah. we're out there so just um, that's to any any girls that might be listening hold on because he's coming. <laughs> Yeah, Montana. He's get him, get him while he's starting out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be along for the ride, <laughs> right? Um, but you ever spend any time out there at a at Hurricane Harry's dancing oh, yeah. or you know yeah. seeing shows up there? Absolutely. College I know. Uh, last night, Randy Rogers and, and Wade yeah. and played, and uh, I was real sad. I had work at eight this morning, so I. <laughs> just kind of decided not to go out. Plus, it, another thing is, you know, I told you I don't have any gas money. <laughs> That's the reason this interview isn't in person. <laughs> but uh, no, no, no shame, man. Gas but, is expensive. Uh, yeah, I was like, man, I would love to go to that tour, but I've already seen them on that tour once. Number one <laughs> and number two, I just don't want to spend the money tonight. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I try. To, I kind of since um, since everybody's home for the for the summer, and and I'm a uh, I'm working. I kind of, kind of haven't gotten to go over the summer as much as I would like to. But during the school year, I I spend quite a, a bit of time out there when I can. Yeah. You know, and there and in the tap and uh, right some other places. I know a lot of times if I'm short on cash, I'll go sit on Northgate behind the chicken and play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just kind of, you know, okay. just whoever decides to walk up, sit there with an open guitar case and <laughs> and. Uh, well, there's a, there's several famous people that started out that way, you know. Well, hopefully <laughs> the Robert I can add to that list. The, <laughs> you know, the Robert O'Keens and the Lyle Lovitz of the world. Yeah, <laughs> but, I actually got to uh, to talk to Lyle Lovitz's uh, mentor. He was I, I joined NSAI and uh, went to one of their chapter meetings here in College Station, and the guy that leads the chapter meetings he um, he he mentored Lyle Lovett back in the day whenever he was a student mm-hmm. at A and M. Wow. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool to get to meet him. Uh do you have a favorite song that you or your band has written? Oh man. That's tough. I I've written I think about 70 songs now. So uh having a favorite one that I've written kind of depends on the on the situation. You know, I have a of the songs out right now, East Side is definitely my favorite, because um, East Side is really this this story about um, about this guy and and this girl that uh, live out in the country but get kind of overgrown by the city. Uh, right. And that's that's exactly what the what my hometown is right now is we've got Samsung coming in right out there. Uh, I I don't guess I explained where Type is. <laughs> um, so for anybody who, who's ever heard of where Copeland is, it's a uh, it's there. But in a more general aspect, it's between Elgin and Taylor on Highway 95, about 45 minutes east of Austin. Okay. Um. So yeah, we got the Samsung um, factory or plant or whatever you want to call it coming in out there, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of of urbanization has has started to sprawl out towards towards our little quaint community out there and right um it's uh you know it's it's one of those things where it used to feel like home but now every time i go out there that's a new house and uh, yeah and it gets kind of it gets kind of crowded so east side is a story about kind of 
getting to escape that aspect and and this change from from a community where everybody knows each other and and gets along and helps each other out to this kind of just world of strangers right and um and then this guy and this girl drive out and and find a place that uh that resembles that again and um get to be get to be hometown famous again you know <laughs> yeah so that's uh but but i think the reason that's one of my favorite songs is it has probably my in my opinion and my dad's opinion the best line i've ever written which is uh they planted houses in the hayfields and they don't need rain to grow Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so yeah that's that's got to be the <laughs> favorite one out right now yeah but then i have uh, another song called mid-september that um i wrote for my dad because my mom uh she left whenever i was 15 she left me and my dad behind went off to florida for about six months and then they they split up and he was having a really tough time with it and this was like i said this was whenever i was 15 this is kind of a, a big part of what really boosted me into that um yeah. songwriting mentality because that was the only escape I had you know he was taking it hard they'd been married for 16 years or 15 mm-hmm. yeah almost 16 years at the time and and uh I kind of had to be the stronghold of the family at that point so my only escape was music and songwriting and uh I wrote this song called mid-september which is um a song that we we play live at shows and, and I'd like to get it right. out at some point whenever we can get that studio time like yeah. I mentioned um, but yeah, it was he. He came in one night and he asked me if I was hungry, and I told him I was. And he uh, started making this sandwich, and I mean, he was he was just completely down, like hardly recognizable how um, mm-hmm. how just distraught he was, and just tired looking. Didn't you know there there wasn't really much there, and uh, right. It was the only time that someone didn't die that I saw my dad cry, and he like crumbled to the ground. Um, bawling on the floor and I was like I, I walked up to him put a hand on his shoulder and asked him if he was okay and uh, I'll never forget he looked up at me and said that he had failed me as a father and that was like I'm getting choked up right now talking about that yeah it's, it's uh, <laughs> that's 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 tough intense. for a um, for a you know a, a mid-teenage male to uh, to well, see their dad for anybody I like think that. yeah yeah, yeah it, especially at that time you know because mm-hmm. that's about the time that you start that, that kids start to see, you know, that their parents are, are growing up too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that for me, I was like, you know, it was like a knife through the chest, and I was like, you can't, you can't blame yourself for this. And, uh, yeah. I went, went to the, um, went to my bedroom that night and started this song and finished it. And, uh, it didn't really go anywhere. I didn't, you know, I just played it every now and then, but it was, Right. Really a, a tough song. Still is a tough song for me to to play and sing, um, especially with him on stage with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Because he's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so it kind of didn't go anywhere. Like I would play it every now and then when he'd ask me to. Whenever he was just kind of down. Right. Um, but it really became this this power ballad of like you know, you're you're good. You know you you don't have anything to to worry about or to to be upset about because it's it's not on you like you, this isn't your fault yeah and um so i i wrote that and uh like i said time came and went and i didn't play it for probably two three years and then we were um i used to work at copeland dance hall if you uh mm-hmm. know what that is <laughs> but um i worked out there and 
Father's Day was coming up, and I was this broke college student that didn't have money <laughs> to get my dad anything for for school. But we were playing one night out there, and I was like, I was just messing around after the place had closed. I went up on stage and was um, picking on a guitar and, and just kind of, we had our after parties, we called them, with <laughs> people that were staying in the inn. And we were, I was just playing, and he goes, play the song, play the song. And I was like, oh, man, I don't even remember all of it. And he was like, well, just play what you remember. So I played the first verse in the chorus, and that was all that I could remember. And um, yeah. everybody in there was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like you wrote that, and I was like, "Yeah, I wrote it." I said, "Kind of." I haven't. I, I finished it a while back, but I've lost it since then. And they were like, "Well, you need to finish it." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So then, like I said, Father's Day was coming up, and um, I was like, "Okay, cool. I don't have money to get anything for him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this song. That's gonna be his his, uh, his gift for Father's Day." And so I called the band that was playing there that weekend, and um, I was like, "Hey, man, I was wondering, like, once y'all get done, are y'all gonna be?" Are y'all going to be tearing down? Like, I don't want to get in the way of anything, but there's this song that I wrote for my dad, and I'd really like to play it um, for him <laughs> up on stage. And the guy was like, actually, you want to just play on our break? And I was like, yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> and it was Kenny Orts, and I, I spent that week just, you know, writing the rest of this song, and I had to play through it maybe, maybe 150, 200 times so that I didn't just start bawling. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and I called him up like to stand next to the stage, and uh, we couldn't look at each other, like I was. <laughs> we were both gonna just start ball. He he did start bawling because he didn't have a mic in front of him, and I was I was choked yeah. up the whole time trying to sing it. But uh, <laughs> my sisters got videos of it, and and so did a few of my friends. But he was pissed off that night. There was some some woman that he was uh, that he was upset about, and just all kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff was. Um, was happening that night and nobody that worked there was going to talk to him because they all knew what was coming and they didn't want to break the surprise <laughs> but the um <laughs> the fiddle player for the band was like i started sitting up my dad goes what the hell's going on up there and he looked at him he goes oh that kid's gonna sing some song he wrote for his dad for father's day <laughs> and, my, and my dad goes that's my son he goes oh you weren't supposed to find out they they knew the both of us, but they didn't know that we had any relations with each other. So it was it was a it was a night. That's that's for sure. Um, but yeah, he loved the song, and and we got this picture stage side of of me leaning down and giving him a hug afterwards. So whenever that song mid September comes out, um, that'll be the cover for it. Oh, that's awesome! But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So that's like that's the song that I hold closest to my heart. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it out to uh, to the public here pretty soon, but we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you can get it out by mid-September. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but um, so what's your – we'll go back to what's your favorite live concert show that, that you've ever seen as a fan? Cody Johnson, hands down. Hands down, Cody Johnson. Great uh, guy and great entertainer for sure. Oh, I mean, like, just so much energy at his shows. Mm -hmm. you know, he he won Showman of the Year, and that was for a reason. Yeah. Um, he's got so much energy, and it's just you you just get enveloped in this whole atmosphere of of country music, and just the the seamless transition between him speaking and the songs and, yeah. and the whole production, like. 
you've, you've really got to hand it to to not only him but his his band the production his team crew, the, yeah the production team light sound all of those guys like they do a spectacular job um I don't know if you I remember during COVID, he used to do those uh, the live streams on Facebook, yeah. and he set up like almost like a whole concert just like in your living room for free yeah. on Facebook, and it was yeah. all of them. They were just all went to his house, his big house, and they were sitting around playing. And I was like, man, like how did they get the quality? Like I know he can sing good, but they had like good audio quality yeah. on everything. The whole setup is just nuts. Yeah, no, they're they're incredible. It's it's funny you say that about COVID. So we actually this is kind of a side story. Um, Copeland, the dance hall is right down the road from our house. Yeah. I'm back home, and um, we, I did the uh, the bar stools for them a, a long time ago, and uh, then it changed ownership, and I I never got to finish the rest of the bar stools. So we were talking right. to the owner while COVID was going on, and they were shut down. I was like, hey, this would be a perfect time to uh, to refresh your um your uh, inventory of bar stools here. Yeah. I, you know, because my family does upholstery. That was my trade growing up. Oh, uh, okay. And um. So I was, I, I was talking to the owner who was Abbey Road at the time, is who mm-hmm. it was. And I was like, yeah, you think I, you know, I, I can do the bar stools? We'll come up and look at them. And she was like, yeah, just come up and, and give me a quote. So we show up and, and walk in. And as we pull up, there's a bus outside. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Why is there a bus? There's nobody playing. It's COVID. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And we walk in and Randall King was sound checking. For his uh for his COVID like live stream show, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So we you know we're walking around and his his crew comes up to us and they were like, hey um you know we're gonna be doing this this live stream here and we need y'all to uh to either I said oh we you know we can get out of here and they said no no, no you don't have to leave or anything just we you can't be walking around and you gotta be quiet and I was like what and they were like no yeah you're good you can go sit at the bar if you want and I was like. Pfft. <laughs> All right. So my dad and I got a free, um, a free private concert from, yeah. <laughs> from Randall King, and that was that was a real cool thing that we just happened to walk into. Yeah, that's cool, man. But, um, yeah, no, that's that was that was quite the experience. We've uh, we you know for for somebody who's just now getting into the the scene of music, we've had some pretty pretty cool experiences. Uh, as far as like who we've gotten to meet and mm-hmm. what all we've gotten to do, because like I said, I'm a diesel mechanic here. And right. Whenever I was working at, at Copeland, uh, the Wilder Blue came and played, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> they pulled in, and um, I I I was fans of the Wilder Blue, but I didn't realize who they were, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so they pulled in, and the the owner of the bar came in. And he was like, "Yeah, their bus broke down. They need a mechanic." And I was like, "I'll go take a look." I'll go, I'll go check it out. So we walk out there, and, and the um, the bus driver <laughs> got out, and I was like, hey, man, I heard that I heard that y'all are having trouble with your bus. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we um, the brakes locked up on us, and then they, like, went away, and we just kind of rolled, like, had to coast in here. <laughs> Don't know what's going on with it. And I was like, okay, cool. By the way, I'm Montana. And their bus driver looked at me and goes, ah, Zane, nice to meet you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool, Zane, the bus driver. <laughs> and then I was behind it, and I was, I was a huge fan of Zane Williams. Um, like, yeah. didn't, but I, I didn't know, you don't know what these artists look like whenever you're just listening to them on Spotify or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, cool, Zane, the bus driver. 
And then the bus driver gets up in the lead position on stage, and I was like, oh, cool, Zane, the lead singer. Awesome. Didn't realize he was the lead singer. That's cool. And then they were doing the introductions, and I was reaching down to, to get a beer for somebody. I was bartending. And so I was reaching down to get a beer for somebody, and they were doing their introductions, and I heard Zane Williams, and I went, no. There's no way. And I was, I was, I, I geeked out so hard that night because I was like, oh my god, it's Zane Williams. Oh my god, it's Zane. And I don't get starstruck like at all. I, you know, I've, we, we have have gotten to meet so many cool, like very well known people. Right. I just don't get starstruck, but I was geeking out so hard that night. <laughs> I, I was freaking out more than anything, and um, it was just this this cool thing that I got to, you know. Help Zane Williams work on his bus, but then <laughs> and my, you thought he was the bus driver. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought he was, as soon as I he pulled up, I thought he was the bus driver. I was like, yeah, that's cool, Zane, awesome. But my and my dad, he, um, I had to go back to work the next day. Um, I had to drive back up to College Station. And right. My my dad was like, so he spent time working with him, and he didn't know anything about the Wilder Blue or Zane um, at the time. Like I was, I was freaking out and. And he was like, oh, that's weird. He must be pretty well known. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but he was – so he helped him fix the bus for the next two days. Um, and <laughs> they were under the bus, and he looked at him. He goes, so uh, what's your day job? <laughs> and he goes, I, I, I've written some songs. <laughs> he, was, he was just so thrown off. And my dad was like, oh, okay, cool. So you're a full-time musician. He was like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I, I told my talked to my dad that night and I was like did you really ask Zane Williams what his day job was and he was like yeah and I was like there's no way um, but we've gotten uh, after that uh, little incident we've gotten real tight with them they're they're good buddies of ours now um, we go and anytime they're in, in Texas or even if they're you know we've seen them in Oklahoma and in Louisiana yeah. a couple times just because we didn't have anything to do so we've driven out there just drive out there and, and see uh, it's cool yeah yeah no we'll drive out and I told them too I was like you know if it's a, if it's a weekend and I'm within driving distance give me a call if, the, if there's any trouble <laughs> with that bus and uh, they took me up on it one or time. not they were, yeah no no they took me up on it one time they were in South Austin and and I just happened to be in Maynard at the time yeah and uh, so I you know. 30 minute drive Zane called me he was like hey man what are you up to and I was like oh we're just getting lunch and uh, we'd gone to the state track meet which uh, if I'm looking at that last question right we'll uh, we'll get around to the reason we were at the yeah. state track meet but um, anyways we were at the state track meet and we were headed back to Copeland and, and he gives me a call and I was like yeah I'm getting lunch right now can I call you back and he was like yeah sure and so they had something wrong with the bus and I was like oh yeah man it'll be like a 30 minute fix well <laughs> lo and behold we didn't get the bus fixed that night <laughs> and they had oh, a gig no. to get to so we had the my grandparents came out and uh, loaded stuff up in, in our truck and <laughs> in our car and took them to their like, gig we'll take you. <laughs> yeah no that's that's one thing um, that Zane mentioned to me he said that in like 15 years or whatever that he's he's been playing um, he has never had to cancel a gig because of um, travel issues or vehicular <laughs> issues. And I was like, with that bus that you drive around, that's shocking to me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it still didn't miss a gig. We still were able to uh, to kind of come the to the rescue alive. on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and so they were able to play that night, and then they came back, and he texted me at 8 that next morning. And he was like, hey, man, craziest thing. The bus cranked right up today. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Because I was going to get to drive it. 
I was gonna get to drive their bus <laughs> to the to the concert that they yeah. were playing. Um, he was like, "Yeah, if y'all finish up, you know, just take it a uh, take it out to the concert. Your dad's got my address." I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> you know, got the address for the for the show, and so I was like chomping at the bits to get this bus fixed because I was like, "I want to drive their bus." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, of course. Didn't get to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was some cool experiences. But um, as far as like. I know. I think I saw something on here about favorite artists, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead there, but oh but no, they are they are definitely the the favorite band um, mm-hmm. right now. Just cause they, they their chemistry on stage, their ability to um, to talk to people, and just the quality of music that you'll you'll hear in storytelling. Their shows and, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and and the way that they because they they don't they'll play however long, no break. They don't take a break because right. since you've got Zane Williams and Paul Eason up there, they're both mm-hmm. they were both solo artists. So you, right. you have this this um, this switch off that happens instead <laughs> of them taking a break. Everybody will leave and it's just Paul, and then you know <laughs> Zane will come up and do his little bit, and you have various musicians coming up and leaving the stage the whole time while they go take their own break, and um, you never you never miss a beat. You never know, you miss never a have beat. To, yeah. uh, never have to play. Um, play house music or anything with them <laughs> which is great I, I enjoy that so much as a as a listener to uh to be able to just listen to nothing but music straight through and they you know they crack up on stage too they'll, they'll <laughs> laugh and, and tell jokes and it's nice being a friend of the band and then getting to hear their jokes and and their inside jokes and knowing the story that's uh <laughs> that's definitely something that's, there, right? <laughs> that's real fun yeah but and then i mean you got you got Andy on strings and he just he can play anything. We we joked with him one night. We said, uh, because he you know he'll come up and play anything with strings. So we right. had him in the tennis shoe one night and he uh, told us <laughs> it was out of tune. <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, it's just man, that funny. with with Sean on bass, Lennon on drums, you got this just awesome conglomeration of. Cause, and the other thing is, it's such this um un unprecedented uh, mix of genres between all of them. You know, you have Andy mm-hmm. with his bluegrass, you have uh, Paul with what he calls South Texas music, you have Zane <laughs> with his just straight up Texas red dirt country. Right. And then you have Lyndon with his 90s pop and uh, and Sean with his funk and it's just this beautiful unprecedented mixture of, mixture of all these genres that come together perfectly. And that's not thing. even mentioning their five-part harmony, man. It's just yeah. as far as favorite favorite artists go, that by a long shot they got it. <laughs> so, um, as far as uh, going back to your your career as a musician, um, what what would you say? I know I know you said you're kind of just starting out, but what would you say is your your ultimate goal for your career as a musician, like in the long run? If if you've figured that out yet. <laughs> um honestly it's it's not even all that lofty of a goal um it's i just want to be able to just do this right you know, i think that's like, kind of that's, yeah <laughs> that's just a, a general consensus because it's it's what i enjoy doing um and if if this is all that i have to do to make a living that would be awesome like i would i would love that uh just because you know it's this is my passion and this is what right what, um like I said, I've been doing since I could walk. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, that's that's just the ultimate goal is to, and, I, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, a, a glamorous living. It's just enough to get me by. <laughs> just, yeah, like if you can, you know, do it and make enough money to where it's a career and you don't have yeah. to do anything else, then that's kind of the, the exactly. goal, right? Exactly. No, I mean, I'm not going to complain if you yeah, like, get up there into, it that, takes off, into that, <laughs> you know, private jet life or anything like that. Definitely wouldn't complain about fancy that. Fancy tour but, buses that some of yeah, exactly. artists have now. But <laughs> I don't need it. It's not, <laughs> it's not the goal necessarily. Right. And what, what would you say is your opinion on, on what your music can be categorized as genre-wise if there is one? I mean, do you... Oh, think you're in that texas music red dirt kind of scene or is it your own thing it's definitely texas right it is definitely texas um and you know you can you can hear the texas in it uh not just lyrically but but musically that influence from right from like i said flatland and Mm -hmm. and uh i know zach bryan's an oklahoma boy so you got your red dirt there and uh a lot of turnpike too Oh yeah. My, uh, my kind of go-to song has always been Diamonds and Gasoline and I have some people oh, yeah. that can attest to that. <laughs> Just because it's it's simple, it's it's easy and um you know, we're uh it's just the the best kind of campfire song that you can really just break out. Um but I'm yeah, so I, I glad they're making music again oh, <laughs> that they're too. all back in just, me yeah. Too. <laughs> that uh, album comes out in August, I think it is. I'm yeah, I think so. Waiting on that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mean Old Son, dude. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I listened to that on repeat for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> when that I came love out. that. That song is great. It's, uh, and it's, I, I just like a heavy beat sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but as far as my opinion, um, as far as my categorization, ooh, that's a hard word to say. I'm a singer. Why can't I say things? <laughs> Cat- categoriz- um, this categorization. Categorization. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're that thing. My category um, <laughs> is uh, it, the way that I describe it is Americana country. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of Americana Texas country, because I have a, a wide kind of variety in the sounds that my songs hold. Um, so it's anything from you know I have I have Western sounding songs and I have um, you know I have a Spanish sounding song I've got. So it, it's um, I've got straight up Texas country, right? It's really really hard to categorize um, my music as a whole. It's a little easier. And to I think that's true songs. of, I think that's kind of true of anyone now. I mean, you know, you take your influences from all over the place. I'm sure right. a lot of artists do, and it's like, but you know, it's it's coming out of Texas. So you can yeah. put it in there, but you also yeah, have exactly. influences from all over. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely country music because I mean, have you heard me talk? Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's uh, it's um, it's just kind of it's very very much depending on the song, um, mm-hmm. more than just kind of the whole generalization of my. I could say that word just fine, um, <laughs> of, of the music. Um, so yeah, I guess Americana country or, or um, or just Texas country. Right. Just country in general. I'm I'm almost about fed up with this uh this whole subgenre. Yeah, you know? it, it's because the, 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 the subgenre <laughs> movement has been has been very very um, uh, what's the pr- prominent? I guess is the word to use yeah. there. It's been very prominent in this whole subgenre. Um, movement lately and uh it just causes too much confusion on on where to place yourself so i i kind of 
like to um, avoid labels as much as I can. You know, I just kind of stay under the, the yeah. big umbrella of country. And, and I'm a Texas boy, so if you want to call it Texas country, you want to call it Texas country. But I know with, with guys like Cody Johnson and, uh, and Zane Williams, that, that whole label of Texas country really um, almost put a damper on on their <laughs> – on their career of, of expansion throughout the U.S. Because, I mean, you know, Cody Johnson this year got Newcomer of the Year. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind a little it, bit. I'm yeah, like, me too. dude's been making hits you know, for oh, the past yeah. 10 years you know, and <laughs> or longer. You know, and, and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and that was the thing. is like he got Newcomer of the Year, and I'm like, what is up with that? <laughs> like, you can't, because he, he's been he's been so big for so long. Around here, like, we yeah. I've always thought he was just a national – it wasn't until earlier, I think it was like January – or no, it was whenever I went and saw his show. It was yeah. uh, last last August is whenever I found out that he was from Texas. <laughs> I didn't even know he was from Texas. He's got a place up in Madison – or he grew up – I guess he got a – I don't know if he has a place in Madisonville, if he grew up in Madison, so. something like that. Um, but, yeah, I didn't even know that until until August last year, so that was like – uh, this big realization that oh he, he is Texas okay cool uh, yeah I just I just always thought that he was some kind of national wonder but I guess well not. he yeah he started out down here and then he got mm-hmm. you know he got a national record deal so you, you just assume like you know yeah. how is he newcomer of the year if he's had that for you know yeah no exactly and of course but, like it, it's really cool here that you can't really if you talk about Cody Johnson you got to talk about Zane Williams. <laughs> because of Ride With Me. Did you know that he wrote that? Zane, Zane wrote that song? Oh, they wrote it. To, did they write it together? Or he wrote or he wrote the whole thing? I'm pretty sure Zane I wrote think it. He, and yeah. Because Kojo uh, covered it, and that was his. Um, that was one of the songs in his big break album. Yes. Was, was Ride That's With that Me. that one. And mm-hmm. uh, it was really cool. And that was something I didn't. I thought Cody wrote it <laughs> for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> and, then, and then Zane broke it out of the show. So, um, yeah, no, I... It, it was Zane's written a lot of stuff that you you just kind of you think somebody else did, but then whenever you find out that he wrote it, you can hear it. Yeah, it's like the um, whole deal with the uh, what's it? Um, Cover me up. Yeah. <laughs> and oh everyone no. Thinks, oh, everyone's like, oh, that's oh, a yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started on Cover Me Up. Holy shit. Uh, no, it's <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. It it like it shows or. Um, you really it just playing in general is you always get the drunk girl <laughs> play Morgan Wallen and that's the song that I play because I have I have what I call itch scratchers <laughs> right yeah. I have itch scratchers because you have these like it, it shows and when you're just kind of playing you have people that request an artist and they're like, you know, do you know yeah. any of, of this artist? Or do you know any of this artist? So Cover Me Up is Morgan Wallen's itch scratcher for me. <laughs> um, and it's it's nothing really against Morgan. <laughs> um, I miss the old Morgan, you know? Well, it's just, I, it's just funny because it's not even his uh, his song, you know? Yeah, no, and, I, and, and every, yeah. Time I, every time I break that song out, I'm like, okay, Morgan covered this song. It's a Jason Isbell yeah. song. <laughs> this is a Jason Isbell song. Um, <laughs> like, and, and, man, Jason doesn't get enough credit, dude. He is he yeah. is so underrated. I, I love Jason's music, man. Um but yeah, so I have that that itch scratcher, and I always specify that it's it is a Jason Isbell <laughs> song. 
just because <laughs> I can't can't let him go without that recognition. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also like Tennessee whiskey too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Chris Stapleton. God bless Chris Stapleton. First yes. of all. Yes. Yeah. God bless Chris Stapleton. I His, love the man. That voice is oh, incredible. Uh, He's wrote songs for so many other people too. Just, yeah. No, he he is such an amazing artist. Like, like God bless that dude. Well, and um, the. Uh, the thing that always cracks me up is he. The reason he used to write so many songs, he wouldn't sing anything. I saw like an interview with him or something. He said he used to think that his voice didn't sound good, and that's why he wouldn't sing his songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, how can you have a voice like that? It'd be like, oh, I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's man. Which I was the same way. Like I, I used to hate my voice. I still am not a fan of hearing my voice. Um, <laughs> recording. Recording for me is not, not a fun process, because <laughs> um, I do it here. Like this is mm-hmm. this is my recording studio right here in my bedroom. Right. Um, so I, whenever it comes to recording, like, uh, for a while, "Hey Darling" was the first song that I had released, and um, <laughs> somebody asked me to play it one time. One of my buddies, and I played it, and I'd I, I'd forgotten the second verse to it. <laughs> because I recorded oh, no. it and released it in January and I did not listen, play, think about that song until like April. <laughs> Cause because I was I was you've heard so it so much it. when you're yeah. Rec- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so tired of it and I was so tired of hearing my voice on it. So I played it and I, it was one of his favorite songs. Like it's on he put it on his playlist, his like ten song playlist that he always listens to. Yeah. And um he was like, Man, like, <laughs> why don't you play this song? And I, I started playing it, and um, I just forgot the words. He was like, you wrote the song? I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. <laughs> Which, again, for, for any, like, viewers or listeners out there, songwriting, songwriters don't always remember their songs. You know, I've written, <laughs> I've written so many songs, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird way to say this, but we have to learn the songs we write. <laughs> um, it's it's this process of, of writing down what's in your head and then having to learn it through the perspective of somebody else learning a cover. Right. But it's harder than a cover because you don't hear it and sing along with it on the radio all the time. <laughs> yeah, because so it's, it's you even, made it's it. Even, so. <laughs> right, exactly. So you, you don't have something, unless you record it the first time you sing right. through it, uh, you don't have anything to listen to and sing along with, so you have to like play it over and over and over again <laughs> to even learn the song. And then it's the most terrifying thing whenever you play it for the first time on stage because you're like, what if I don't remember it? <laughs> um, so hopefully you remember it on stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you uh, on that topic of uh, new music and stuff? Do you have any new music coming soon, or any announcements that you'd like to tell us about while you're here on the podcast? Oh man, um, I've got a show Saturday. Um, that's Saturday, July twenty second, um, out at Century Square at the front porch. So that's the show we got coming up in late August. I think I just got a a text um, that we are changing the date that we're getting in the studio but we'll be recording um one of mine called same old song okay um and that should be i don't have a date for release yet but hopefully hopefully sometime in september we'll be able to release that one right on 
So um, yeah, and that's that's one of the uh, one of the crowd favorites. It's a it's a fun song for us too. You know, it comes in mm-hmm. with a with a fading electric guitar. Right. And that's uh, it's one of one of like four or five songs maybe that I that I actually play an electric in. And I don't have any of mine hanging up. I I just moved in here, so these <laughs> hangers have not been put up yet. But that entire wall will also be filled with guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if you if you want to play something right now, you're welcome to. Or if not, oh, you don't have to. <laughs> totally up to you. Oh man, let's see. <laughs> what can I play? Let me, let me grab grab this guitar over here. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh man. And we'll uh, we'll clip out the song too, so we can put the song as like a separate shorter video, so people will see okay. it. Cool, cool. <laughs> let's see what we got here. I'm trying to think of, of what song to even play. I guess I I guess I can play same old song with the with an acoustic. Sure. Now let me adjust my mic here so you can hear the guitar. <laughs> uh, can, we'll clip that part out. <laughs> Can I not play right now? Cause you're on camera. <laughs> Heard you been out there making moves and drinking whiskey. I can't help but to remember how you kissed me when you said you loved me, but you weren't in love anymore. So now every things he never did but it won't be long before you kick him out the door give him a fair chance honey why do you go tearing down every good man's heart in this town I can't keep track of all your lies I've heard from other people's mouths go on and tell them I've done you wrong stitch your heart on your sleeve and move on on a different singer, same old song, same old song, can't take a beating like I could the day I met you, so I've been the nice girls with blue eyes and cherry perfume, cause letting them down is easier than letting go. Can't keep on letting my head run around my heart My death grip slipping may just be the perfect start To finding myself Regaining my lost control Give him a fair chance, honey, why do you go tearing down Every good man's heart in this town I can't keep track of all your lies I've heard other people's mouths go on and tell them I've done you wrong. Stitch your heart on your sleeve and move on. No need to hit repeat on a different singer. Same old song. Same old song. Whoa. 
Nice, dude. I like it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm going to hang this back up. So that's the one that's coming, uh, that'll be coming later this year? Yeah, that'll hopefully be out in mid, or yeah, in, in mid-September. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with the song called Mid-September. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, hopefully that one, we're, we're, we'll be in the studio with that August 26th. Oh, dude, well, we're looking forward to that one. We'll have yeah, to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right on. Well, um, I mean, I guess, let's see, what are some, what are some things that you consider hobbies, uh, or things that you're passionate about outside of music? Oh, man, um, I am, the place that I, that I moved to, um, that I'm, that I'm in right now is, a it's a horse boarding facility. <laughs> okay. And, uh, they got an arena out here, so, I, um, something I've always really been, like, passionate about, but never really got the chance to do that much, or, or be... Uh, a steward of is um, horses and livestock. I grew up on a hay farm, so I grew up a plowboy. <laughs> and uh, the guy that uh, the guy that leased our land that I worked for, he also had a bunch of cattle out there. He had he leased a bunch of places that he he ran cattle on. So I got to help him out quite a bit with that, but never really got to ride that much. So hopefully that'll change here. Um, but it's just something connection with with animals especially large animals um, yeah is, is really a, a passion of mine um not much to that one just kind of kind of it's a big part of the, living in the, texas you know yeah, <laughs> the whole, yeah, yeah. exactly you know it's, <laughs> it's a large part of the culture here um, yeah and and just something that we all kind of grow up with the assumption that we are <laughs> uh, right <laughs> but but lucky enough for me like we grew up in the country and I got got um, quite a bit of experience with them being around just them. something that, that I love to uh, to do whenever I get the chance to unfortunately that chance hasn't been um, been uh, oh granted to me um, yeah as much as I would like but something that um, I will say that uh, that used to be a passion of mine, and, and still is a passion of mine to, to follow and to keep up with is track and field. Like you see, I'm wearing my Texas A&M track and field shirt right now. Yeah. Um, so I was a pole vaulter in in middle and high school. Okay. And that was a, a huge. Um, that was I say a huge part of my life. That was the only part of my life. Um, so those things have kind of swapped roles. I kind of keep up with. Um, with track and field about the same way that I played music whenever I was pole vaulting. <laughs> um, and uh, I play music about like I was pole vaulting. So <laughs> that's uh, that's something that I, that I like to keep up with. I did a year at, um, at Texas A&M. I redshirted. So I got to sign there. You know, I was a four-time national champion pole vaulter <laughs> and uh, <laughs> had, a, had a great time with it. But um, I went for a run yesterday and, and realized that that is in the past. <laughs> yeah, you got to stay conditioned for that, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. sure. I know I'm, was... I'm, I'm certainly, you can't see my lower <laughs> half, but I'm certainly not in any condition for anything like that. Yeah. No, either. it's, uh, <laughs> it's um, something that, that was in the past and, and 30 pounds ago for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get back in shape now, and that's tough. Yeah, get the get started is the hard part, just oh, like yeah. with anything else. But oh yeah, <laughs> oh man. But um, 
yeah, we we do talk we do talk some uh, some Aggie sports on here. I mean, you want to g- yeah. give us any preview? You still keep up with the track and field? I mean, we haven't talked too much about that on here, but if you want to give us a little preview about that this season or yeah, um, or so, football, uh, anything. <laughs> well, you any know, thoughts? Track and field is is my wheelhouse, and um, as you might know, I don't know how public the information was or how how well it spread that um a&m's getting a new indoor track and field facility yeah i did hear about that yeah so that's a that's really exciting news for everybody um not only the team but but also the uh the spectators and everybody yeah so they um they haven't had any home meets they didn't have any home meets last year and i don't think they're having any this year they might be able to have some on the outdoor track this year Mm -hmm. um, after indoor season is over but hopefully they'll be back pretty soon because I'd like to go watch some of my old buddies. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as, like, name dropping, anything like that goes, I really don't have much this season because I'm not on the track with them. Um, right. And I, but... I miss it. I really do miss it. But uh, just wasn't in the cards, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Any other sport? Oh. <laughs> We yeah. got to talk about that. <laughs> We've got to talk about that. Oh, right, because they're saying they're going to penalize Horns Down, right? Yeah. What's up with that in the uh, SEC? Man, I don't – I just you, – why? You know? I don't know. You, it's, I, I get that – I get that in Because Texas eyes, is too sensitive. Right, yeah. No, <laughs> to you. T-sippers <laughs> down there. Um, no, I don't – like – it's that's been around for um, as long as the as long as TU has. So yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I do, which so I grew up diehard Longhorn. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> when you're we'll little, drop, right? <laughs> drop a drop a hat for that. Um, I grew up diehard Longhorn, and um, <laughs> and uh, in high school I uh, I visited here for uh, not athletic reasons, for female reasons. <laughs> Oops, and uh, <laughs> same one that that song was written about, actually. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, I just fell in love with the atmosphere up here in the in the community. And even growing up, diehard Longhorn, I never liked Austin. Yeah, I never liked the city. I only liked the school. And uh, so as as time went on, you know, I fell in love with the the uh, with the atmosphere up here. And then COVID hit the year that I was supposed to get my visits and, and everything like that. So the only yeah. recruiting or anything like that that I did was all over the phone. Um, but I made the decision to come to A&M, and I was a, an engineering major that all fell through for me. Um, that's a, a really long story that we won't get into. Oh, engineering's pretty tough, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, engineering it's a tough, is tough, especially, field, especially there at A&M. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up oh there. yeah, but whenever you have you know three hours of the day taken up by track practice and then yeah um, six hours of the day taken up by fighting with your girlfriend, uh, it gets <laughs> it gets a little bit tough to hold a good GPA and that's that's exactly what happened to me and then yeah you know I had I had all kinds of scholarship money coming in academically um, I turned down athletic money but uh, yeah I, I had that scholarship money coming in academically and. Um, lost that with the GPA so I tried to transfer into um, ag leadership and mm-hmm. that uh, fell through because I couldn't pay for it so yeah so now I went to went to work full-time and I'm trying to make a living on music <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, but, you know, that's you're all in though. <laughs> while there's while there's some things that I would would change about the past, I wouldn't trade it for anything right now. Right, you know, uh, and, you know, if I could if I could do it over again, I might do it. I I would do it different. Um, but but all uh, the experiences that you had, I'm sure, <laughs> have led to some great songs too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right, where you get all the inspiration absolutely. for that. Yeah, no, you know? of course. So of course, and it's it's anything from from girls to to um wild nights out to what <laughs> liquors i can't drink <laughs> you know uh, right it's you know it's it learning that's that's why that's really why i wouldn't trade it for anything if i could if i could go back um two and a half years and start over with the knowledge that i have now and with the um with the songs that I've written, like bring everything with me, just go back two years. Uh, yeah. Then, then I would definitely there are a lot of things that I would change, but um, I wouldn't start over. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely wouldn't start over. No. So, um, yeah, no, but the horns down thing, man, I just, ugh. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see how even, even growing <laughs> up, even growing up, diehard Longhorn, like, it's just that was it's a thing, you know. Yeah, like. Girl, girl, it's, yep, hard you know, like, or, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the, exactly. Girl, if they're so, going to do a thumbs down back, then, like, it's yeah. the same thing. I, I don't, I don't know. But, but <laughs> even, even whenever I was, uh, on the other side, on the dark side of things, I, um, <laughs> I, I still didn't, I, I didn't have a problem with it because it, it gave me something to make fun of. You yeah, know, always, it's like, always, it goes both ways. It's yeah, like, exactly. oh, it doesn't go your way, you get a horn sound in your face. It does go your way, you, you throw a horn sound. I don't know. Exactly, like, <laughs> you know? And it was it was always, our joke was always, you know, if, if you ever see a bull about to charge, he turns his head down. <laughs> so you're yeah, saying that a bull's so like, about to charge, but um, yeah. now I as an Aggie, I'm like, it's harmless. It's two fingers, and it's not even this one. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. not even sign language. It's not sign language for anything but "tu sucks." That's all. Yeah, like it, there, there's, there's no. So, I was seeing they're gonna. It's gonna be on a case by case basis. Yes. And supposedly they said it's different if like you're taking a picture with your team or you're on the sideline and you do it with your team. They said it's only gonna be if you're like directly in the face of a player. Yeah. But I mean, but still, it's like still. so. It's not like you're saying, like, you know, F off or whatever. It's just yeah. like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But. And, I mean, even the the thing is, like, in the in the years that that, um, that TU hasn't been in the SEC or in the same conferences as uh, A&M. Yeah. It's still been. A part of A&M culture. Yeah, exactly. And so, so you think, you got, like. And then you throw right, both. You, you think it's, it, it's not, it's not unsportsman against UT, or against TU anymore. It's, it's literally an Aggie hand signal. Yeah. Like, horns down. We should just mean. trademark it and then. Right? Exactly. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you 100% on that. Trademark the horns down. Call Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Right now. Call Jimbo. Yeah. Get him on the phone, <laughs> or a Ross Bork or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You go to absolutely. the higher ups, be like, "Hey, trademark this." <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so let's fight back. <laughs> but another another thing that um, the there was okay. So this is this is just a big pet peeve of mine, and I'm going to kind of take uh, take advantage of this platform here. Um, people always talk about you know the. The student employees. There was a big thing going around about a bus driver, um, which is actually the department that I work in. Uh, okay. I fix I fix the buses. Mm-hmm. And um, 
there was a thing going around about a bus driver that was he started off at thirteen dollars an hour and worked his way up to fifteen dollars an hour and it was like seven raises or something that that took place uh-huh. and everybody was in the comments um saying why don't we spend less money on football well <laughs> where how does that at, relate to <laughs> first exactly, of all exactly exactly so any other any other university and this is to out to any of the listeners over there again i would i would like to preface with i have been on both sides of this i have been an athlete and i have been a um an employee of the of the university and i've been a student like I've yeah. been on every every side of this that you can. Every avenue. <laughs> right, exactly, and um, as an employee, no, we, you know, they they could they could bump um, they could bump pay a little bit. Uh, yeah. And and that's that's anywhere, you know, the cost of living is mm-hmm. going up tremendously uh, these days. Everywhere. And, <laughs> yeah, and and inflation on cost is is far exceeding in, inflation on pay. Right. And it's um, it's really a tough situation that that everyone's getting put in. Um, but on the athletic side of things, Texas A&M Athletics is completely self-funded. They actually donate money to the university. Yeah. <laughs> there was um, there was a, a fundraiser that the Maroon Coats did, or Maroon Jackets. I can't remember which one. Maroon Coats. I actually had yeah. one of my roommates was involved with that. They're a pretty oh, prestigious cool. like thing. They yeah, deal no, with donors ex- and stuff. Yeah. Extremely. Broke the world record for the most amount of money raised in a fundraiser. <laughs> at four point two billion dollars. Jeez, that's just nuts. <laughs> donated it to the university to build a, a classroom building. Yeah, <laughs> like that was in in the Twelfth Man Foundation, which um, for those of you that don't know is the 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 funding yeah. behind behind Aggie Athletics is um, they donate money to the university. So the student paychecks are coming from football, but it's the money that football makes. It's not the money that you know. The, yeah. The athletic program doesn't get any money from. The it's all donations from the that. Yeah, it's, it's from out, outside donations to that Twelfth Man Foundation, and exactly. then that foundation's and, donating to different things. Yeah, but exactly, and it and it's ticket sales, and it's because even in, like on the track and field team, me being a pole vaulter on on that team, um, you know, we we didn't get money from the university at all. We got no. money from football. <laughs> you yeah, know, f- football. Football is who paves the way. Like who who pays. Football for generates it. the most revenue for sure. Yeah, and I mean, exactly. it's By it's far. hard for it not to when you've got you know one hundred six thousand people, even just in ticket sales, coming in there, exactly. and then <laughs> exactly. But and and um, the big so, brand. So just to just to like ease everybody's mind about you know us <laughs> giving so much money to football, we don't. <laughs> they they get it on their own. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. Exactly, and the thing is, too, people people make those donations, and sometimes they they specifically specify what their donations for. Yeah. It's not like always that they're choosing that the foundation is choosing. Like, oh, we're gonna do this just because it's like people donate money yeah. for a specific thing, and they're like, I want to do this, and they're like, okay, right. if we got the money, we might as well, you know. Like, right. If if you're then, and, and and also just to help those people out that are only out there looking to um to. <laughs> bitch and moan about the football team taking all the money. Uh, don't look at the employment on campus. Look at the tennis team, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the tennis team is uh, is kind of lacking in their facilities right now. They haven't had they're they're a little bit out of date on their on their courts and their um and their facilities. So yeah, and if, they're if playing really just, well from what I remember too. Oh, they need some extremely well. Yeah, <laughs> extremely well. The tennis team, both ten, men and women, um, right? Both in, in, Incredibly talented and and very um, 
high ranked. So if uh, if you're just looking to bitch about football taking money, <laughs> look into the look into the tennis teams because uh, they could they could use some of that football money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, raise awareness for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. There's definitely some. Um, I would like to see I would like to see Reed Arena be renovated as well too, yes. basketball, oh, especially God, after the yes. season they had last year because yes. it's you know it's the capacity's good and everything, uh, but you could de- they could definitely use like an updating in there you know it's it definitely oh, yeah. looks like it's from the mid nineties oh, <laughs> and you yeah, walk in absolutely. there but yeah um, and it, again like you said it's not even like they, not even build a whole new building just do some remodeling in there <laughs> no really they just yeah like they like, got the new screen a few years ago when yeah. I was there and then. They've changed the court and updated a little bit. They just need to like go in and yeah. maybe fix some of the seats, build some yeah. new concourses or something. Yeah, spectator <laughs> facilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely but, agree um, with you on there. But yeah. Well, uh, I just want to say thanks for for taking the time to do this Wait, interview today. Hold and on, I think you missed a question here. I did. What I did, didn't I? You what did. I missed. You did. Um, I think you could ask Rich what question you. Oh goodness! How did we? How did we miss that? I don't one? know. You are one hundred percent right. <laughs> I was that's watching the most your, important uh, question. I, I know. That's, I was. I was sitting there thinking, that, is he saving it for last? Is this going to be? I should have saved it for What's last. What's going on so, here? Yeah. Um, um, well, you did. You just didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, if this is your first episode tuning in, or maybe it's not, I don't know, but. Rich O'Toole, he's got his whole thing on Twitter and just his whole campaign on the beans or no beans and chili. You know, do you put beans and chili? Rich says yes. Um, me, personally, I say yes. Um, I honestly don't care that much. But um, <laughs> but Montana, do beans on, belong in chili, Montana? You've, you've got to put your fist down. You've got to stand behind something. All right. Well, you know, what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I eat my chili with beans. So if I'm gonna get, I just hope I don't get canceled as a, as a Texas-based <laughs> podcast for that. But I'm gonna stand with Rich O'Toole and say I put beans in mine. What about you? <laughs> um. So <laughs> I say you have to stand behind something, and now I'm gonna give stipulations. It depends on what it's with. Okay. If you're putting chili on a hot dog, no beans. God, no beans. Well, yeah, um, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. But that's no, like a like different a, kind of. Yeah, chili. yeah. Um, but but as far as like, I mean, they make cans that say chili beans. Yeah. So like if you're gonna eat a bowl of chili by itself, I feel like it it yeah. needs like some beans yeah, in there some too. Kind of, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it just gives it more um more uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fluff. breaks it up a little bit too, that like because yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. No, it's if it it if it doesn't look the same going down or coming up as it did going down, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you gotta have the chunks in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta if you're going if if you're eating chili, um, odds are you're drinking beer. You know. Yeah. And it's a pretty safe and, assumption. Yeah, and if you're doing it, it right, then you're gonna. If you're doing it right, then you're gonna drink too much beer. And um. <laughs> and I don't know why it's I'm all gonna come. Sermon right now. <laughs> um, but you're gonna drink too much beer. And then you're gonna be, you know, driving the bus later, and uh, and whenever you're driving the bus, when one of your buddies comes in that uh, that just showed up to your uh, to your tailgate, they've got to walk in and they've got to see it come up and go, he was doing it right, you know? Yeah. He was, he was eating the chili right. with the beans. Or yeah. The no. Beans. <laughs> no, he's got it. No, because at that point, you know, it's just like, oh, it was chili. 
Yeah, you know? it was chili. <laughs> it was chili. He was doing it right. He was he was drinking his beer with chili. With um, the chili. <laughs> and if it's with cornbread, then obviously you gotta have beans. Sometimes I eat yes. cornbread just with beans. So sometimes yeah. I eat cornbread just with cornbread. I like cornbread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, we gotta we gotta. Oh, shout out to uh, to Jay Cody's little barbecue place up here in college area in Bryan. Actually, um, if you've never been, you gotta go. Uh, oh yeah. But anyways. We go there every Thursday. The whole the whole shop. We we go there every Thursday for lunch and um, right. And they had they bring out this plate of, of cornbread and and regular bread. It's just a bread plate uh, <laughs> or a bread basket, I guess, is the best way to put it. <laughs> but oh my gosh, that is the best cornbread I have ever had the delight of tasting. Oof. In my life, corn. they got so they have two types. They have the right. regular cornbread, and then they have the jalapeno cornbread. Yeah, I've heard like some people put the jalapenos in there, and it's I've had it both ways. Both ways are good, you know, oh, yeah. like your traditional or your. But, you put a little bit of honey butter or some butter and some honey in there too. Oh yeah, just my it's gosh. good. You got me wanting cornbread. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I know. Cornbread <laughs> Damn it! Come on, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I had I had another one of Richard Tool's favorites for dinner. I really had some tacos, so <laughs> he's always he's got his own taco now called the Richo Taco or something. <laughs> really? Uh, but yeah, he's been doing some kind of like Texas music series. I'm actually gonna. Um, he was the first guest we ever had on here. I, I'm trying to um, see if he'll come. Since I got this whole like area set up in here now, I'm gonna try to get him to come over to the house and yeah, <laughs> hop on. But heck yeah, we'll and see. if I ever if I ever get a second session interview with you, man. We'll be, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be down there. Yeah, man. Well, I'll, I'll we'd love to have there. you over sometime. Yeah, so. it'd be awesome, man. I'd, I'd love to come out and and play or just hang out, whatever. Yeah, sure. Anytime, man. But um, I'm. Thanks, thanks so much for uh, for agreeing to come on here, man. Really yeah, enjoyed man, getting to talk me. to you today. Uh, yeah. Thanks for playing a song for us too. Yeah, of course. I think you're the first artist who's actually played a song on the podcast. So that's. <laughs> So, yep, there you go. <laughs> Much appreciated for that but, opportunity. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated on uh, when the episode's going to come out. It'll right. it'll either be uh, next Tuesday or the Tuesday after that. We usually drop our interviews on, on Tuesdays. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> Texas Music cool Tuesday, we call it. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what's going to happen when I stop recording. It may kick you out. It may not. Okay. <laughs> but, we'll, so if we'll it does. Find out goodbye if not right. i'll see you on the other side all right sounds good <laughs> but uh thanks for hanging out as always gigam and god bless gigam peace god bless. see y'all next time see y'all horns down horns down always <laughs>